Welcome to Real Estate Talk, where we share everything about real estate and home life. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's show, and be sure to rate and subscribe to hear the latest episode. Today, I have a special guest, Manisha Joshi. Manisha recently purchased a home, and she purchased it. It was the first purchase she's ever done on her own as a single woman. And she's going to share with us that experience today. And the hope is to leave you with um, a little bit more knowledge and transparency about how that transaction went, because it wasn't the best experience, and how you can ask the right questions to your realtor so that you have a really good experience in buying your home. Manisha is an entrepreneur. She is she created Styles by Manisha because to her style is everything and it's everywhere and in her words and I'm quoting it is 360 degrees. Style is reflected in how we interact, what we project in our social media, how we dress, the way we set a table and why we pick patterned socks over plain. <laughs> And I, I noticed that my son today was wearing patterned socks. Awesome, I love it. <laughs> so she is also a social media pro. She helps clients navigate all the new trends, posting on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all the different ones, and you know there's a new one popping up all the time. Now, I met Manisha recently when a friend recommended that I use her services for social media, and I did, and that's when I discovered she has so many talents. So today we're welcoming Manisha to the house. Thank you, Zelda. I'm honored to be here. So tell me, what brought you to Jacksonville? Marriage. Marriage. Marriage oh. brought me to Jacksonville. I'm a Southern California native and uh, moved to Jacksonville and fell in love with the city. And um, actually, my first set of friends began at the Jacksonville Chamber of Commerce. And uh, I didn't know where to go when I wanted to start my handbag business. And here I am close to being a 15-year member. Wow. So, yeah. So you've been here for a while now. I so, have been. So you were married, so you had a home. I did. Okay. We um, actually went through two home processes, which was great. And um, soon after I decided to kind of go on my own, I was looking for a condo. And it was just happened to be a beautiful sunny afternoon. I thought I'd pop on my cell phone and see what's out there. And I went on Realtor.com and clicked on a few listings and had, you know, agents, an, an agent reach me. And so was, you reached out, so you were online, yes. which is how most people start yes. their search, and you saw the realtor.com mm -hmm. ad, and you saw a list of realtors listed or one? No, I actually just saw the listing itself, and I thought, oh, two-bedroom condo, two-bath, perfect, let me just hit interested. But there's nothing on there telling you what the process is. You get a text, you get a phone call, and then suddenly some a realtor wanting to show you the listing. So you all out of the blue got the phone call. Exactly. You weren't expecting a phone call. No. I didn't know what the process was. Interesting. And soon I had a realtor saying, hey, what time can you see the listing? And I said, oh, this is great. I can see it now. But no one telling me that that's now going to be my realtor because I'm showing you the listing. Gotcha. So after seeing several and finally landing on the one that was the dream one, you know, she encouraged me to make a, an offer. How many condos did she show you? I saw about, a, oh gosh, nine that wow. weekend. Okay. And finally. She was hustling. Yes. Uh, you know, and it, it was just a fluke. So I was very happy. It wasn't even that I was set on looking for anything. Uh, 
But there was nothing telling me, okay, hey, when we make this offer, this is what's going to happen. Okay. So let's back up for just a minute and go back to the realtor.com mm -hmm. because many of our listeners, many buyers, sellers, they go to the realtor.com, they go to the Zillows of the world, mm -hmm. and they see, usually you'll see a list of realtors there. So right. I'm going to share with you all the secret of how what that is why you see a lot of realtors on those sites. And you'll usually see more than one. Sometimes it's one at a time, but the next time you look at the same ad, it could be a different realtor. Here's what's happening, is realtors have to go find leads. So these companies are selling leads, basically. Okay. So what they do is they go, Mr. Miss um, Realtor, would you like to buy this zip code? So you buy zip codes. So I can say, I want to buy zip code 32299 or I want to buy 32044, whatever it is. Interesting. And they will tell you that zip code is going to cost you X amount of money a month, or this one's going to cost you so they different amounts, depending on how large that particular area is. Okay. And it's usually not just a month to month. They might tell you it's month to month to, just to get you, the agent started, but then what happens is they lock you into a contract, the realtor into a contract. Um, and they don't just sell it that zip code to one realtor. Okay. They can sell now. Every they're they're different realtor Zillow. They're they're all different, and there's many of them out there. But this is the basic of how it works. So then, what happens is they sell them to different realtors. So what it is is like a round robin. Uh, now I will tell you there is one large franchise out there that was smart, and many many years ago they said to the Zillows of the world, you can't put. Are at our, our listings on your sites unless you put the listing agent first. Gotcha. And you tell them this is the listing agent. Okay. So does that clear up how that works? So she was in a round robin situation, mm -hmm. your realtor. It was her turn, and she picked up that phone and she called you. Mm -hmm. So that's how that started. Did I leave anything out? Uh, that's pretty much how those are going to work. Um, sometimes they have what's called a premier agent. That means they paid more money. And we're talking not hundreds of dollars. We're talking thousands. These realtors are paying thousands of dollars a month to get that lead. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. And those premier agents are paying even more so that maybe they're the exclusive one. Doesn't mean they're the listing agent. And I want to clear something up really quickly about listing agents on these sites or anywhere. A lot of times, and you might have thought this too, ooh, I'm talking to the listing agent, mm -hmm. I'll get a deal. No. The deal is the listing agent got a deal, not you, the ah, buyer. Okay. The listing agent is going to get a that All agents are working on commission. There is no salary. There is no nothing. It's a commission basis. If you don't close a deal, you don't get paid. So they're getting a, the seller in Florida mm -hmm. is getting, unless it's, they've negotiated something different. The seller is going to pay this, their agent and they're going to pay the buyer's agent. Okay. And so whatever that fee is, whatever that commission is, it's split 50-50, generally speaking. Doesn't have to be, right. but generally speaking. So when this listing agent comes along and they're representing the buyer and the seller, what do you think happens? Uh. They're getting both deals. Yeah. They're, so they're happy to, they're yeah. happy, happy. They call that the birthday sale. So <laughs> there's no break to you, the yeah. buyer. There's there's not really a huge advantage either. Um, it's not a disadvantage, but it's not an advantage because as a realtor, I can tell you for me, 
it's total transparency. When I'm working both sides of the deal, I am very transparent with both the seller and the buyer for as much as I can be legally. I am an open book. That's so, good. So that's how that works. So tell us what can, what do you feel they, you said that they didn't help you with the steps to step. What, where were they missing? So as excited as I was that this was the condo, it's perfect. The size, the, um, there was no, I didn't have to come in and, you know, be an HDTV person and fix anything, but there was nothing um, telling me that, okay, we're putting in an offer and now this is what's going to happen. So I've put myself in a position of constantly chasing the realtor. Well, now what's happening? Okay, it's day three. Have you heard from them? Now what's, and while- So you were waiting to hear, you've put in an offer and you haven't heard anything back yet. Wow. And so my advice would have been, hey, week to week, even every few days, let me know I'm a first time buyer. Gotcha. And also it's a condo. So my condominium owner friends said, well, did you find out about association fees? Well, what are your, and I didn't know what those were. I've never lived in a condo. So again, having her being up front and saying, this is a condo, it's different from a home. Yeah. You'll have these monthly fees, annual fees, something, even a bullet pointed sheet. And you should have, because legally, when you're buying a condominium, actually, when you're buying anything that's in a deeded restricted community, mm-hmm. they have so many days to get you a copy of an issue. Nowadays, it's electronic so that you can review the condo documents. And if I don't recall the exact number of days, but it's dated, you have, I think, maybe 10 days if it's an existing and three days to review them if it's a brand new one. No, I think, or it's opposite that three and, and 10. It's, and there's it's a date. Funny you should say that. But, and these are things my friends told me, not the realtor. That's bad. Yeah. That's not good. And so this experience is not one that I no. enjoyed. I wanted it to be happy. My first. You hey, know, for the record, purchase. I didn't know Manisha back then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or I would have been her realtor. Exactly. <laughs> Know you then. I know. But that's 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 there legally they are mm-hmm. supposed to give you that document because you have to sign off on on a form that says you received them. Right. Within so many days you had to review them. So they should have asked the listing agent for those documents. So yeah. and they're usually pretty easy to get. So that's that one. And what also is should have happened at this point in the transaction was she should have said to you, well, first of all, you had your, if you were paying cash or if you were um, getting a loan, they would have asked for your pre-qualifying letter or proof of funds letter right up front, okay? So you right. would have known that first we have to get that done. And in the contract, did she not go over the contract where you were putting in an offer? She did go over that, um, but once again, all the condo complications, parking space, just all of those different logistics and the steps, you know, that was most critical to me. Okay, I'm signing this offer letter, but now what? You know, Mm -hmm. the sort of now what was constantly lingering. And then what was also confusing is not only did I have a realtor, then two other people popped in, an office admin and a manager. Right. So suddenly I went from communicating to one person to texting three and the confusion just and I grew. can I, and I'm going to address that. That's a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. But I'm going to I'm going to tell you what happened with that. First of all, is when when what I think most agents should do is as soon as you get the, the client and they're uh, putting in an offer, you tell them the process, which is okay. Now we've put in an offer. They have 24 hours because we've put on the contract. You have 24 hours to mm-hmm. tell us yes or no. And then once they've said yes, I'm going to tell you that okay, we're giving them. We've got three days to get them our deposit. Right. And here's your receipt that shows you paid your deposit. And now we have 10 days to get an inspect. And this is all spelled out on a paper, but 
not only am I emailing you this document, I'm explaining this to right. you. So I try not to, and maybe in not really in her defense or his defense, but you don't want to, it can be overwhelming to give you so much information at the beginning, but I'll give you the bullet points of what's going to happen and then in between what's going right. to happen. And I think it's good for the realtor to ask the buyer, is this your first time? Are you aware of what happens in the buying process? You know, to ask those questions, I would have said, you know what? No, I would love to know. I would love to know more to kind of understand what mm -hmm. level of, not interference, but what level of communication, how much do you want to hear from us? Mm -hmm. um, because me chasing the realtor was not was not good. Fun, and they should also be asking, how do you want to communicate? Because everyone communicates different. Some people want the phone calls. Mm -hmm. Some people want the text messages. Others want the emails. Fewer want the emails. Mostly it's texting and phone calls. But every and now and then. In this case, I did all three and would sometimes not hear back and for 48 hours. Wow, that's definitely not good. And that's not, so, that's not normal. No, yeah. I didn't think it was. No, that's not normal. <laughs> that's not normal. They should absolutely stay in bunch. In fact, what I do is I can't hold back. I yeah. can't wait till the end of the week to say, here's what's going on. So I'm sometimes texting or emailing or calling on a daily basis to say whatever is going on. Yeah. So, well, I think purchasing a home or a car, it's an emotional purchase. Yes. And so hearing from the, per, you know, the whole process kind of keeps you excited mm -hmm. about it mm -hmm. versus stressed out. And this whole 30 days was just very stressful you and closed in 30 days i did that's great uh, the, the process was great but or the timing was great the process, process was not yeah. so it was really the lack of communication mm -hmm. now let's go back for a second you mentioned um all of a sudden i'm being handed off to all these other people yeah and i'm going to say it's a it's a aggravation to me as a realtor as well i don't do that even though i'm a single agent i and i have a team that can help me with transactions, you know, keeping things moving smoothly and all that. I want to be your only contact. But what happens a lot of times is these people get big or they're not big and they want to seem big or they're, they don't want to handle all of it. Right. They go, I can't handle all of this. So they hand it off to their team members. So one is called a transaction coordinator. She's making sure all your documents yes. are, are good <laughs> and all the dot I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. Well, that's lovely. But then if there's something wrong, they shouldn't be the one reaching out to you. It should be the agent. Right. So then they have, they'll tell you they have a, if they're, if you're representing. a manager or an over, or a project manager or something that was, and it just, with all the hands in the pot, I'm still not getting answers. Even yeah. up until when you have to do the wire transfer for the um, yes. title company. Okay. Yeah. I was not told anything what goes on. So I had to call the title company and say, what yeah. am I expecting to do tomorrow? And she said, oh, your agent hasn't told you. And I said, do I bring a driver's license, a checkbook? And when she told me that the wiring of funds could take up to 72 hours and I may not close tomorrow, my heart sank. I thought, yeah. why wasn't I told this? Yeah. And it was very last minute. And again, they have my text. They have my, they can call me. They chose to email me by four o'clock that day, my wiring instructions. Oh. Now when it's urgent, you pick up the phone and call. And wiring instructions came from the realtor? Yes. Wow. Well, I'm going to tell you how I do it differently and how it should be done, in my opinion. It should never be sent from the realtor. Wire information with so much wire fraud out there. I tell my clients right up front, you are going to get wire instructions. It's not going to be last minute. Um, and you're going to get them direct from the title company or the closing attorney or who's ever doing your closing. Because I don't want that information 
excuse me, <coughs> in my computer. Right. I want that direct link going straight to you because we're talking serious dollars mm -hmm. being wire transferred with account information, attachments to an email. So I want all of that kind of stuff going to directly direct. to you. But I'm going to let you know, here's the title company, here's who, it, and that's not done the day before. You've got that usually a week or two before so that you have time to move money around or do whatever it is that you have to do to get that wire ready. And then oh, you, I didn't even know the closing amount until 48 hours before a closing day. I got it Wednesday at 4 o'clock. I was closing on Friday. Now, sometimes that will happen because <laughs> things change. Right. But for the most part, you should know pretty much what it is. You go to the bank. You say, I need a wire transfer. Here's the information. Yeah. It goes. You get a confirmation letter from your bank as soon as you do it. And it should not take 72 hours to hit the Luckily, other end. Luckily, it didn't. And the, and the title company said normally it, it shouldn't be a problem, but it can be up to, and I just want to warn you of that. Now, my concern was, and I told the title company, I'm glad you told me this, but if I worked full-time, mm -hmm. 9 to 5, when the banks close, I, I wouldn't have closed on Friday. That's Luckily, right. I have the luxury of being able to go to the bank before it closes or at lunch. Mm -hmm. But it just... All of it. And, and I told the realtor, she said, you know, I wish you told me that you experienced. And I said, I did many different times, but there was three of you. And I kept telling all three of you, hey, you need to tell me mm -hmm. week to week what's going on. Yeah. You know? And I'll tell you on my end, when I get these realtors on the other end that say, here's my transaction coordinator, here's my this person, here's my that person, and um, be sure you send them. I ignore it personally. Yeah. And I, and I figure, you know what? I'm working with you. You're the licensed mm -hmm. realtor. I'm sending it to you. If that's your team, you can send exactly. it out to who you need. I'm not sending it to all your people. Right. I'm a busy realtor as well, and I don't have time to do that. Yeah. So I'm sending it to you, and you can send it to whomever you want. Exactly. And, and that's how I do it. It's your team. You manage it. That's your team. Yeah. That's right. I'm not going to take care of oh, who, who's Amanda and Jill and Mary. Yeah. And I, I can't keep up with all your people because you're not the only deal I'm working. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's how that works. So that's how that works. Let's see. What else was going on? Um, Other things, too, like understanding when inspection comes to play, when repairs come to play. You know, even last minute, the... I didn't even know what my parking spaces were, you know, whether I was getting a garage or not. You know, it's it's doing that due diligence of research so that you can come to the buyer and say, I've gotten all the information for you so that the buyer is at ease, that I'm not worried. So you didn't even know if you had a garage? No. That's crazy. That, that should have even been minute. in the listing. It should have said, this one comes or doesn't come with a garage. Or it's got one or two parking places. Yeah. And that's just, um, the that's not necessarily, the listing agent, she should have reached out to the listing mm -hmm. agent and given you that. I bet you didn't even know where your mailbox was. No. Huh. And see, that's the thing is, if I were a real estate agent, I would not only, you know, of course, you and I, Zelda, are alike, we would do the welcome basket, maybe a bottle of wine. But even without all of those frills, just, you know, saying, here's your keys, here's, you know, all You didn't get the that at the closing? No, I had to, I had to go to the office. And get my pool. And I, again, and I told her, I said, so how do I access the pool? Oh, you need a pool key. I mean, little things like that. And that's usually, what you're going to get at the closing is probably the house key. Yes. And okay. That's, that's really yeah. what you're going to get. And a mailbox key. Which didn't work, by the way, the, mail, the house uh, key. Oh, no. <laughs> Somebody changed the key or something. I don't it know. Was, it, it just, WD this whole process was a It was, it was, it was bad. But, but the pool keys and things like that are usually given out by the HOA. Which is fine. Again, another thing, it would have been nice if the realtor said, when you get there, make sure you pay this fee. You know, it's $15 for the pool key. Yeah. Make sure you... 
just letting me know, okay, great, you know, by the way, also the office is open 10 to 5, Monday through Friday, so make sure you do it during the week. Mm-hmm. It would have been so nice for me to know my to-dos, which I don't mind if you give me to-dos. Tell me what but they tell me are what they instead are. of me having to do. And you can accidentally leave out one or two of them, but right. not this whole smorgasbord that you had. That's not it cool. It was a chase. And to rely on my real estate friends, honestly, Zelda, I was calling friends who are realtors, and they asked me, why are you asking me? Your realtor should be telling yeah. you this. And I will tell you, I get that a lot as a realtor, another one of those little pet peeves, or <laughs> I will have people call me constantly and they'll ask me, they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're acquaintances, right. they're not the real friends, they're the acquaintance, and they will ask me the gazillion questions and I'm happy to help them, I really am. But it's kind of like, why aren't you asking your realtor these? Yeah. Or fire them. Did you know you don't, you're not obligated to your, um, I mean, once you're under contract, you're under contract. But yeah. until then, you can change realtors. I had someone call me just the other day, and they go, I'm not happy with my realtor. I said, well, um, and you were recommended. I said, okay, well, have they? Have you signed anything saying you are exclusive to them or anything like that? No, I haven't signed anything. Okay, great. Well, I'm happy to help you. Let's get started. That's great to know. It's like, no, they don't own you, y'all. This is the USA. <laughs> <laughs> they don't own you. <laughs> uh-huh. So... I'm trying to think if there's anything else that could, what else they could have done to um, make your experience better. What I had suggested is creating a folder with a bullet pointed sheet. And there should be one for a first time buyer, whether it's a home, a condo, a duplex, whatever it is, because it's different. In my lifetime, we've bought homes. This is a condo, it's totally different. The rules are different. The, like I said, association, monthly dues, and kind of even just a schedule. You know, what happens after you put in an offer and what does that mean when you put in an offer? How does the negotiation work? Okay, after that, scheduling an inspection. After that, you know, repairs. None of that I knew. So when it came time to, when they, you, she told you at some point, we have 10 days to get an inspection. Mm-hmm. So did she even give you um, a couple of people that you could call for an inspection? She did say they had, you know, inspectors they could use. Now I did go ahead and pick and choose, you know, an inspector that I knew, but then also letting me know, okay, they've inspected it, now what? So what happened once you got that inspection report back? Did she call you or you called her? Yeah, I called her and I said, I've got the re- inspection report. And she said, yes, the inspector has sent it to us as well. The common answer I was always getting, Zelda, is we're working on it, but not telling me what are you working on. Yeah. So I'm blindsided with, well, what part? The real estate part, the finance, you know, what am I... Where, where are we? Mm-hmm. So while everything did get done on time, I was always in the dark. And that was very frustrating. It was very last minute. Oh, yeah, we got the repairs done. Well, you did? <laughs> so Wait, they said they got the repairs done? The repairs got done. The, seller, the, the owner of that condo was fantastic. She oh, okay. did her due diligence of fixing the repairs and getting it. But it was me always making those phone calls. So here's how the difference is in, in that experience and, and the experience with, and I can only speak for myself and the team that I work with. And it's not a team. We have agents, so I shouldn't say the word team. It's the agents that work in Legacy Realty Group North Florida. This is what we do. So you get your inspection report, okay. uh, or it's time to do your inspection. And that's usually done pretty quickly. Even okay. though you have 10 days, it's usually done pretty quick. Right. Which yours was. Yeah. <clears throat> so... I'm going to ask you, do you know an inspector? If not, I can recommend some. And I'm going to give you a couple of them to recommend. I'm going to recommend a few so that you can price shop. Right. And then once you find them, I have to coordinate with the other agent when they can go. And I'm going to coordinate with you to say, do you want to be there? If you can't be there, I can be there so that I'm your eyes and ears to help you. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, sometimes agents won't go there because it can take hours. Yeah. Uh, probably didn't, but it could. So, yeah. I mean, they do. So that's scheduled. Now, within 24 hours, you're usually going to get that inspection report back. And it can be a, a 52-page right. thing. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's a report, and it's got photographs, and it's got things that they are saying need to be repaired, might need to be repaired, and, and eh, they're okay, right? Right. So exactly. now the other agent gets a copy of it, too. And I'm now going to pick up the phone and say, did you get your inspection report? And you're going to say, yes, I did. I said, great, let's go through it. And I've already gone through it before I've called you, okay? I've gone through it, and I know what's wrong with your house, and I know the, the must-fix and the knots and the See, ones that you can let go. that's fantastic that you take the time to do that. Oh, ap- you, yeah. So yeah. Uh, then say, okay, these are the things. Do you have a list? And you, I'm, I want you to make a list. Yeah. And then I'm going to make a list, and then we're going to compare the ones that we feel are the must, they must do. Yeah. I don't try to um, kill the seller with over <laughs> overreacting over a couple little things, right. but... We're going to get the main things fixed. If we need something done with the roof, we need something done with the electricity, the plumbing, the heating and air conditioning unit. Those are the first four. Then we're going to look at things like fogged windows, and we're going to look at things you know that yeah. don't work, that don't open and close properly. Those kinds of things. So paint scratches, I'm not so worried about. Right. And, and the- I was going. I repainted the whole condo yeah. because, bless her heart, she loved pink. Oh, <laughs> but so, pink just wasn't going to do yeah, it. <laughs> exactly. So that's how yeah. that process should work is we go over it together and then I'm going to write up a repair request. I'm going to send it to you to sign and then we send it to the seller to sign and then they have so many days to get those repairs done and then we're going to go back and inspect yeah. those those repairs. And I will tell you that the time that I had to go back and inspect, it wasn't the realtor that was there. It was her, one of the other ones. Yeah. So that also kind of dismayed me in the sense that both times I had to visit the condo after putting in the offer when we had to go you know Mm -hmm. see everything um she was not present and so to me that also depersonalizes the service you're my realtor but you're sending someone else who's not familiar with the condo because I um even asked him questions and he he didn't know and legally he probably couldn't answer your questions because he's not a licensed realtor and if you're not a licensed realtor an assistant is only allowed to answer questions that are basically on that mls sheet and that is it and see why say why send that person then you should be present or reschedule with me so if you want a really personal uh experience and you want that Mm hands-on and you want your realtor that you hired then you need to ask them perhaps right up front is, am I going to be working with you or am I going to be working with a team member? And if they say, I'm all, you're also going to be working with a team member. I have a whole team, which makes them sound so wonderful to people. <laughs> um, that's not the one for you. Yeah. You want somebody who's going to be there for you. Who's exactly. They're going to be the one answering your questions. Maybe their team member answers the telephone yeah. and says, let me see your question and I will have Mary Smith uh, get back with you. But that's how that should go. It should never yeah. be that they just left because the assistants are not legally able to answer your questions. Yeah, it was very it was very disappointing that day because none of my questions could be answered. Um, well, I am so sorry that you had such <laughs> a bad experience because it was a bad experience and it wasn't a normal experience. I want you to know that. I'm glad you're telling so me. So it that. wasn't normal. And when I when I you know when you told me about this, I was just so dismayed because I was like. That's not yeah. the realtors I know. We're very courteous. Like yesterday, I just had um, multiple offers on a listing of mine, and many realtors would, you know, once you accept one, right. they might have just ignored the other people and just 
waited for them to call me or they figure it out. I didn't do that. The first thing in the morning, I emailed that other realtor to let them know, hey, thank you for your offer, right. but we've accepted another one. You know, so yeah. I just didn't want to leave them hanging. No, and I think that's great. And again, you know, email, text, phone, there's so many ways to communicate. Yeah. So when your your realtor does not pick up the phone, does not text you back, that just... And I'm going to tell you, I don't care who they are or what they are. They are not that busy that yeah. they cannot pick up the phone. There are over 9,500 realtors in our area. Wow. And there aren't that many homes for sale. <laughs> so therefore, there's no excuse for being a sloppy realtor. No. Sorry, but there isn't. So, okay, realtors out there who have a team, you heard it from a recent buyer we they don't like that they want you to pick up the phone and call them if you're too busy then you know what then send your clients to me I'm not too busy now I know you Zelda <laughs> <laughs> so listen um, I want to thank you so much Manisha for coming today and sharing your story thank you. um, hopefully this will help other people uh, know what to ask mm -hmm. when they're looking to buy or sell a home if you want to learn more about Manisha and styles by Manisha because she is styling how <laughs> how can people connect with you so that they can learn more about you your social media and all the different things that you do thank you Zelda um they can find me on Facebook my page is style by Manisha or they can look up my personal page Manisha Joshi sounds great to me so again if um you're looking to buy or sell some real estate you know how you can find me at gozelda.com and that's our show for this week thanks so much <laughs> thank you zelda